Hey, welcome to the 1138 Podcast, a podcast where I interview people I know who have lived great lives for God. My hope is to encourage you to go forward in the name of Jesus with your life. The world is not worthy of my guests, and I hope you're encouraged as you listen. My name is Rudy, and thanks for catching up with me. Well, hey, uh, thanks for joining us on this podcast here in 2021. I recorded this episode with my good friend Barry Bishop, actually on Christmas Eve, but um, with the holidays and just the changing of the year and uh, some busyness that I've had, I've um, took a little bit of time before I was able to get this one up and out to you. But here we are, 2021, still battling COVID, still battling um, a pandemic, and of course, all of the um, you know things going on in our country here as we've kicked off 2021. So here I am, want to keep bringing you the 1138 podcast. Um, our goal is to get a uh, an episode out once a month in this calendar year. And this year, I am glad and really happy to bring you this episode with my good friend, Barry. Uh, Barry and I have known each other for many, many years. My, my, my thinking is it's probably 20 years that we've known each other. And uh, he's just such a good guy. Uh, you missed a lot of the time that we had off camera where we were just talking and laughing. Uh, but hopefully what you see on camera and here on the microphone today from Barry will really bless your life. And so as always, I'm bringing you this podcast um, as a way to help all of us keep going in the name of Jesus, for all of us to trust God and to stay encouraged and to move forward in faith. So as we kick off 2021, I think there's probably nobody better that I know um, than Barry Bishop to encourage us with words of wisdom, um, kindness, laughter, and just joy. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Have a listen. Hey, Barry, thanks for coming on this podcast. The 1138 podcast means a ton to me. We've been joking about here we are Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. You're in a car. You're an elf helper today. I'm yep. sitting in my home. All the kids are asleep. Brooks at work. But here's the thing, Barry. The reason why I have you on is when I think of you, Barry, I think about a lot of things. I think about your smile. You can see it there. Yeah. I think about your kindness, your meekness, your humility, your joy for life, your wisdom forged in both formal and informal education. Barry, we've laughed together in Poland. We've laughed together in Texas. We've laughed together on phone calls. We've enjoyed time together recently on the phone. And here we are again. Both yep. you're sitting in the parking lot. Last time I was sitting in the parking lot. You're the inspiration for a, a short-lived fad of bolo tie loving for me. Um, <laughs> Barry, you're a good friend. You're a dear brother in Christ. And you're just one of the good guys, one of the good guys I know. And I suspect everyone who knows you, Barry, and people who listen to this podcast this time will probably agree with me on those points. So he, Hebrews 11.38, which is why I named the podcast this, Hebrews 11.38 says, the world was not worthy of these saints of old who went around 
and caves and sheep's clothing and conquering kingdoms and shutting the mouths of lions and all the things, the lists that the author there writes. And I think that is true of you. Well, I hope it's not worthy of you. What do you think? Well, you know, first off, everything I am is by the grace of God. I'm thankful for that. You know, I, anything that you like in me that's great, God has given me, whether by His Holy Spirit after I became a Christian or just lovingly putting me at my time and place. Um, I think a, one of my earliest memories is my grandpa, I called him Papa, um, this is my mom's dad. He was a Baptist pastor and he was one of the funniest guys I knew. And he was also very joyful. And so mm -hmm. from the earliest age, that's what I knew. He was a godly man. In fact, his name was Happy. Uh, well, his name was Ellis Arnold Hendrick or E.A. Hendrick, but he never went by that. Everyone called him Happy Hendrick. Really? Uh, my grandma did too. My, my grandma, I remember hearing her in the other room, Happy, turn down the TV because he's nearly deaf and he had it real loud watching mm. a football game or something like that. But um, he had a big influence on my life because they lived across the street from us growing up. Um, Mm. And so I saw them every day. He died when I was like eight or nine. Mm. And uh, so, but even, even still, I felt like he had a huge influence on my life. And um, I, I, so I saw that modeled. I don't know genetically, spiritually or whatever, how that works, but I, I hope to be like him. Mm. My mom is also someone who's very godly. And honestly, I don't think I'll catch up with her this side of heaven. Mm. She's an amazing lady. My dad was also a Christian, very quiet, very shy, and very servant-oriented. Mm. Um, so I had nothing to do with my upbringing. You know, that's just where God placed me. And I heard mm -hmm. the gospel many times growing up. And I was in church many times. And we talked about God many times. On the other side, you know, I got my own challenges, struggles, and, you know, my family has plenty of dysfunction and skeletons in the closet, but all the good things that I'm appreciative for, I, I just, I have to give credit to God for doing that. Mm. And I've kind of always felt like a weirdo or a weird guy or eccentric <laughs> or something. I've, I mean, you know, you can tell by me talking, I, I grew up in a small town, rural town. I sound country, but I'm not really country. Uh, I like, I don't really like country music, uh, you know, and I've done a bunch of weird things, humor magazines, stand-up comedy. It just seems like life is kind of uh, meandered. But again, like I'm seeing the longer I live that God has a purpose in all these things. Mm. So it's, mm. it's, it's a fun ride. I'll mm. say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if <clears throat> you spend time with you, people spend time with you. I think they, they know it's a fun ride. <laughs> so, I mean, would you not say, I'm, I'm curious, because we haven't been to the same city in years. And so I'm curious, I mean, does your family, do, do people that are around you regularly, are they, are they, do they see you as the jokester that you are? Do they appreciate they, your stand-up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they see me as a jokester. They laugh a lot. Yeah. I'm, uh, believe it at, at home, believe it or not, when I'm at home, I'm kind of a... a a sad sack a little bit like charlie brown but that's that's funny you know that's it's part like, of your bit 
Like they'll they'll say, "How was school today, Dad?" And I say, "It was awful," you know. And then they'll say, "Well, what happened?" I'll say, "Well, you know, one kid was throwing pencils in the ceiling and whatever." So they laugh and laugh. And what did you do? I said, "I told them, you know, stop putting holes in the roof, or I'll put holes in you." And like you didn't say that. Well, yes, I did. And they laugh and laugh. And laugh. So you do have a lot of fun. That's so good. <laughs> I think about um. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's something I, I, I'd love for you to speak into. One of my goals in life is to become more joyful over time, to become sweeter, not more bitter. And I heard yeah. years and years ago, I, maybe it was Matt Chandler or some pastor somewhere who I heard said, uh, who told a story and I'm going to botch it, but it was something like the retiring pastor sat in the back row of the church and, and really made it their mission to cheer on the new guy, the younger guy. Yeah. And they smiled and they clapped and they were just for that new yeah. guy. And, yeah. and he's that, I just remember somebody saying life is so challenging at times. And over time, the longer you live, you either could get be, become more bitter or become more sweet. And and he said, that person said, I want to become more sweet. And I remember that just lodged in my head. It was probably 20 years ago, but I thought, oh, yeah, I want that too for my life. And I don't, I don't think I achieve that on a daily basis, but I'm aiming in that direction. My mom as well was somebody that was not only spirit filled and God fearing and loved the Lord, but also just carried with her this amount of um, youthfulness of heart and joy that no matter the circumstances just sort of came out of her. She just lived it. And I just love that. I love that about my mom. I love that about that story. I want that for me. So, okay. You've been a pastor. You are a yep. pastor. You do lots of various things. You've been all over doing stuff. And, and like you just said, you've had model, it modeled in your life. What's, how do you do that? How are you aiming to be more joyful? Because I think you would agree you want to be more sweeter than, than. Yes, yes. Power. Well, I have several thoughts. Um, one, obviously, uh, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, if it's if it's lacking there, um, I mean, just prayer. I mean, I, I've I've had to pray. God, I want to be these things. I don't mm -hmm. know what's going on, but help me in that. Um, and the second thing. Um, like we're going to mention humor and I might talk to this more, but I think being able to laugh at yourself and at situations and at things, um, I have kind of a morbid humor, especially during the, the COVID crisis and stuff. Um, you know, sometimes things are so bad. You just laugh and, and it's, it lightens it up a little bit. I think it's a viable way to, to defend against cynicism. Mm -hmm. Um, I read uh, years ago about the top traits of people who survived getting lost in the wild. Basically, they had done these interviews of people that were like, had gotten lost in the wilderness for days and days and days or on the ocean or what have you and these survival things. Mm. And, you know, there's a certain number of people that don't make it. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just be honest, you know, exposure or starvation or but of the people that do make it, they talked about the top traits. And number one was a sense of humor. Hmm. Because the problem was, if, if you're 
if you're lost somewhere in the wilderness of Estes Park and you know you don't know where you are, you don't know if you're going to be found or whatever, if you just give up and sit down, you're not going to make it. But if you laugh at yourself and you keep going, then then you have a higher chance of surviving. Hmm. So first, it's a spiritual fruit, and maybe the Lord has given you success in certain areas like patience or kindness or gentleness or faithfulness but you're really lacking in um joy i I just pray for it and search you know god why am i struggling with this is it my attitude and am i bitter about things and especially in ministry ministry is very very difficult because you see the best and worst of people up front i mean up close your ministry is people it's not like you go to work and make a widget and then mm-hmm. go home. Mm-hmm. You go to work and you get calls from people. You talk with people, you know, someone's going through a divorce or who knows, or people are in conflict or something. So as a pastor or minister, you're going to get hurt in there somewhere. You're going to basically be wronged. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no way around that. I mean, people you've ministered to will lie to you or talk bad about you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But from there, it's like, well, am I going to be bitter about it? Mm-hmm. Am I going to hold on to that? Uh, am I going to nurse that? Am I going to somehow blame God for allowing this and so on? Mm-hmm. And for me, several breakthroughs have come when I've just even realized that Jesus died even for my bitterness. Mm. And that's something I can be forgiven of and let go of. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it's really hard to be joyful when you're hanging on to grudges, hurts. Uh, you may be indirectly blaming God for allowing something to happen in your life that you thought was not fair. Mm. You don't deserve your better than. Mm. So sometimes it's clearing all that stuff out to be joyful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think thankfulness and joyfulness go together too. I mean, just stop and thanking God for what you do have. Mm. So maybe that's a few things with joy. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I've definitely prayed in seasons of my life for more joy um, where it's just been hard to, to find it seems like, but it's not, it's, it's like you mentioned, you took it right to the source of joy, our, our hope and, Jesus and our the spirit of Christ in us. So, yes. Um, what what are your roles in life? What are you doing these days? Who are you beyond this car, this podcast right now? Oh goodness. Uh, so the first would be a dad at this point because I have six kids. We mentioned that before. My mm-hmm. oldest is fifteen as a girl, and then I have five boys all the way down to age two. Mm-hmm. So um, that comes up daily. I mean you know, either helping them where they're at in life or just fixing stuff, fixing the bikes, you know, or doing stuff with the kids, especially around Christmas. My wife's a very good planner and I'm kind of the, the guy that drives us there to see the Christmas lights or the guy that hangs up the lights, basically a bunch of stuff I don't want to do, (laughs) but, um, but my kids are thankful for it. My wife are thankful for it. And that's a big role for me. Mm. But I would also say that in addition to being a dad and as a dad, you're, I mean, you're to disciple your kids and that's the positive side and the corrective side too. Mm. Um, really my role as husband, uh, 
Karen and I have been married 19 years. Hmm. I think it'll be in 2021. It'll be 20 years. Um. Yes. Awesome. That's the, awesome. Uh, you know, without my wife and the glue of our marriage, uh, a lot of things go off in the rails. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, even it's like I can't be a dad if something's going on with our relationship. We got to work out. And, mm -hmm. uh, this year's probably been the most. I won't say the most challenging. It's been a very challenging year because uh, we haven't really seen eye to eye how to respond to what we're involved in in light of coronavirus. Mm. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions about that. But again and again, we had to kind of give a united front to the kids. Hey, this is what mom and dad have decided and we agreed to. And so mm -hmm. My wife is, is a lot more cautious than I am. At times, she, she has thought I've been irrationally cavalier mm. putting myself at risk to coronavirus and at times i thought she's irrationally fearful um mm. so it's it's you know we've had a lot of good honest communication in our marriage about that mm -hmm. uh, yeah mm. chance to pray for each other and so on mm -hmm. you might have touched on it here but but if you want to elaborate or if there's a different answer um what what gets you up in the morning? So coronavirus is going on, six kids, yeah. marriage of 19 going on 20 years, job, life, maybe you have dogs, I don't know, but you know, what, but purpose, what gets you up in the morning? You mentioned discipleship, but is there something else? Yeah. You want to say? Well, that was a really good question. I, um, my alarm clock gets me up in the morning. Uh, You're one of those guys? Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really look forward to Sundays, Sunday mornings. I I enjoy my Sunday school class. I, I lead a, a like an adult Sunday school class. And it's never a ton of people. Um I would say on average maybe six six to ten maybe. I, I don't know. Depends on how many we have there. But we really kind of shoot the bull for about 10 or 15 minutes at the beginning of class, you know, catching up on life. Hey, what are y'all up to? What are you doing? How's your family? And but then we pray for each other and uh, it's really a time to just be open, you know, and, and uh, it's really good. We get to know each other and what matters to in our lives and pray for each other. And of course, as we pray from week to week, we see some of those prayers answered. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, that's, we always give glory to God for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then others, you know, it, we keep on praying for. And then we have a little Bible lesson together. And because they're adults and pretty mature Christians, I facilitate it. But really, the answers I get are, I mean, they're helpful to me. Um, mm. Yeah. So, and Sundays are always kind of like tiring. I almost, you know, it's like I don't take a nap Sunday afternoons. The nap takes me, you know, wherever I'm at. I just somehow end up on the couch and I cannot go any farther. So Sundays are very busy, but uh, I really enjoy my church. Um, mm. and, you know, it's not a perfect church. It's a, it's belongs to Jesus Christ, but we are still working on a lot of things, but that gets me up in the morning. Um, I like writing um, this past year because of COVID vacation. I'm a school teacher and we didn't go to school from March to August. So. Is that a school term? Is that, did you coin that? I haven't heard that one. COVID, 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 yeah. Hey, there's all sorts of, there's a vacuation because we've had to evacuate for hurricane and 
hey, let's go visit family and do some fun things while we're away from home. Or yeah. there's all sorts of. Uh, we've had movecations before, where we were moving from Washington back to Texas and happened to stop by Yellowstone. <laughs> we've had staycations, which aren't as fun as you think they would be. But yeah, that that's a that's a misnomer. And you ain't got no money that you do a staycation. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like it's like those dates when you're you're young and broke and you just like walk outside or something and share yep. a coke and that's yep. about it. Yep. Buy one get one free two scoop Sundays for us and yeah. a ten, 10 cent movie rental and a walk. That was date yeah, night exactly. and man we loved it. It was great. Um anyway, I got a chance to write during this long weird time of being off from work. Um so I started posting stuff online like pdfs of uh, christian resources i had used for ministry they were like things that scripture lists bible reading plans uh uh small group studies i had developed uh just theological insights language helps and so i basically kind of got to write and edit a bunch of stuff and mm. uh that was exciting. Um, I, I since school started back up for me, I've I've very sporadically uh, contributed to it, but I'm going to keep it going. Mm. And that's something I, I I pushed out through Twitter on a hashtag uh, Christian helps. So if you do hashtag Christian helps, you'll find me, uh, my website, and so on. We'll link to all of that too. Um, okay. Yeah. See if people. So, oh, and I, I wrote, we'll get to this later if you want, but I uh, also wrote a book recently um, called Pirate Waters and uh, just kind of a fun pirate adventure and has revenge, uh, booty, adventure, redemption, a little bit of everything in it. How long is the book? Because we just talked yesterday and you said you'll send me the manuscript, but well, is it, is this a short novel? Is it a long novel? Is this a series? Is this a kid's book? You, you did so a kid's book recently. How, uh, okay, so I would, I would put it at young adult and up. Mm. I wouldn't call it a kid's book. Um, it has five chapters uh, mm. and it is about 80 pages in how I printed it out. Um, so I printed it out kind of a, a, I don't know, it'd be like a short novel, mm -hmm. it's about 80 pages. Mm -hmm. That's a quick read for a, a, a teenager. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to getting that. So are you, that sounds different than your Twitter hashtag then your blog then your other writing which in your mind are they dovetailed pretty nicely is it all part of the well, same you know theme yeah you know i've always been kind of uh i like i like creativity and uh this allowed me to be creative it allowed me to be humorous and it allowed me to give a gospel message in a different way because mm -hmm. in the book um and many people may not realize this, but um, the the book Moby Dick. I don't. Have you ever read Moby Dick? Mm -mm. I, I I know the story, uh, but without giving a whole lot of details, uh, it's a long seafaring novel 
but it very much has a Christian worldview in it. Mm. Um, have you read the book uh, Les Miserables? No, I've watched all the movies. Though. <laughs> I've watched the movies. I watch it play and stuff. Again, mm -hmm. it's a long historical fiction, mm -hmm. but it also has very much a gospel message in it. Mm -hmm. um, there's this. This is nothing new. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a weirdo, like I said before. I like pirates. I'd studied a lot about them years ago, so I started writing a pirate story. Mm. And I used some humor, and then I just kept building. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I, that was kind of my goal, just to mm. tell a, a fun story that's enjoyable. Um, I've been giving out copies to friends and family. Um, it's not officially published or anything. I'm just doing it on my printer and cutting and binding it myself. But, um, you know, some of my friends and family, they, they don't know the Lord. And I, I'm not sure if they would sit and listen to me share with them mm -hmm. uh, normally, but they'll read the book. Mm. And I think some of them think. Mm, think that's, that's awesome. You know, I started a publishing company this, this year. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I, I, um, we should talk off, off podcasts <laughs> about shall. all of that. But um, we shan't. it's an interesting, uh, what's that? Oh, uh, yes. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. So, um, okay. We're doing this December 24th, 2020. Right. Nine months ish of coronavirus. Correct. Long year. One that we've never seen before and all of that. So, uh, coronavirus related or otherwise, how are you doing emotionally, physically, spiritually? Then I want to, I want to, before you say, I want to tell you the reason why I'm doing this podcast, you know, is, is to help people go forward in the name of Jesus. I, the yeah. reason why I wanted you on the podcast for a long time, I've got a long list of people <laughs> I'm slowly making my way through based on when people respond to me. And when somebody says I can do it the next day, I'm on it. But the, the reason why is because you, among other people we know, I think just have learned the secrets by God's grace so far of how to keep going. You've already touched on it a little bit, humor, prayer, yeah. seeking the Lord. But for you in this season, how are you doing? What's going on? So, you know, my pastor asked me this one time because I, I, uh, I get out of school fairly early, some days like 3.30, and so I'll mm -hmm. run by the church office and set some things up for the week for different things I'm doing and mm -hmm. always swing by the pastor's office. We're about the same age and have similar background and so on. So he says, how mm -hmm. are you doing? And I told him one time, I told him, I'm all over the map. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm great, sometimes just awful. And um, I'm going to say this in all honesty so that if, if your listeners are thinking, okay, well, godly people have it all figured out or, or, you know, like, that's great for him, but that's not where I'm at. Like, honestly, I have very rough days sometimes, and then I have great days. Mm. And you could talk about, like, from a spiritual and emotional uh, point mm. of view. But I think that's just the times we live in. I think we live in a time of great, great opportunity. Hmm. You know, it's a time of testing and there's lots of division. There's division in our church, in our church circles, in families, nationally, just there's so much 
the vision caused by uh, how best do we respond to X. Um, and it seems like no one wants to calmly, slowly, lovingly debate the truth anymore. They just want to jump in with hot takes and so on. Mm. So that's the times we live in. But I, I see the Lord doing a lot in the church, in my life, through crisis. I think it's actually a great opportunity. And I've, I've really tried to follow and listen to mature, godly people and ministries that are basically say the same thing. They say, despite what you see in 2020, we have an incredible opportunity to serve the Lord, to follow the Lord, to, to mm. shine, you know, in the dark, to be salt. Mm. You know, we have basically talk about the good that God is doing. Mm. So that's the kind of thing that keeps me going. I mean, I could go into specifics of like what's been difficult this year, but really I think this year is a great opportunity and, and not to discourage anyone that may be listening. That's like, Oh, you know, 2020, we'll just get it behind us and 2021 will be, better. we don't know that. We don't know that, you know, uh, everything may be the new normal, but God is still on his throne and he has like, none of this takes him by surprise. Mm-hmm. There, there, he wants to use us in this time. He knows when and where we're born. He knows how we're made up. He knows the things we struggle with and he wants to use us during this time. Mm. So, you know, emotions aren't bad. They, they, they point out something, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sad. Why am I sad? If I'm depressed, why why am I depressed? But they're not ultimate, you know, I think just use them to drive you to prayer mm. and for the Lord's resources in that area. Mm. I think it's good to be honest with your loving spouse. I think it's good to be honest with your godly friends. I think it's good to be honest before coworkers that may not be believers. Cause a lot of times like at school, there are other teachers that are Christians, but they all know I'm like, Mr. Former Pastor. Mm-hmm. So in our discussions, when I tell them I'm struggling with something, they're usually surprised. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, yeah, I struggle with that too. And they're like, oh, I thought you had it all together. And I'm like, well, no, I don't, but mm-hmm. I do have to pray about this and the Lord's helping me. Mm-hmm. So I see opportunity in a difficult time and I see God growing us and his church. And I think giving in to despair is, is, I mean, I just can't see any good coming out of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, honestly, I don't even think it's the truth when you give into despair. Mm. It's like, it's like living like an atheist, you know, mm. that, uh, you, you don't want to do that when you're a Christian, you know, um, you may not understand what God is doing, but, uh, but um, it's like the, the song Waymaker, mm-hmm. even though, Actually, it's kind of weird. I only know the song in Spanish. Uh, even though I'm not able to see you working, still you're working, you never stop working. Does it, is that what it says? I don't know. I only know the hook. Song. Um, yeah. Aunque no puedo ver, está sobrando. Siempre está, siempre está sobrando. That's what it mm, says in Spanish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. So I've got a question. Yeah. Uh, something I've, I've wondered about, um, you kind of just mentioned there, 
and I haven't Tech, talked to politics, a lot of people. Religion, any of those, it's fine. <laughs> Great, you're an open book. I know. <laughs> um, you know, we. I don't hear a lot of people say what you just said, so I'm curious what you think about this. Um, you said that's like living like an atheist. Yeah. And we don't want to do that if we're Christ followers. And I was like, okay, that makes right. sense. That's a one. To, that's almost binary. Don't don't be this if you're this, and vice versa, yeah. perhaps. Right. But um, here's the thought. I observe what I would call functional atheism or functional agnostic living on a regular basis. Yeah, I already know what you mean. Yeah, okay. So, so um, I, I, we just forget him all the time. Yeah. And live as if he's not the most important being, the most validating being like like he's not really real and one of the struggles that i see amongst christians and i'm not here to down christians at all in fact i want to encourage right. christians including my own heart to not live as functional atheists because we're not we're not atheists and right. so because we're not atheists let's not live like one in the sense of not of just functionally so how do you not live like a functional atheist and my guess is you do at times well, Meaning that you forget do. about him. We all do. But how do you, how do you remind yourself to not? What's your, what's your. So, so when the Bible says we live by faith and not by sight, I think people misunderstand that. Um, one of the big misunderstandings is that, um, oh, well, faith is just believing in, it's, it's just hoping in something that's, that's like, it's the wrong view of faith. Like faith is, uh, I just really believe hard and, and that carries me through. No, no, faith is putting your trust in what's real. Well, what is real? Um, is it only the things we can see? Well, God is invisible. God is spirit and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. But listen, God is, is the realest thing in the, I can't even say in the universe because he created the universe. So the things that are the most real, the most permanent, the most true, we can't see. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like heaven is real. Hell mm -hmm. is real. Mm -hmm. Souls are eternal. Mm -hmm. God is real. Mm -hmm. God is at work. So, you know, the, the news we get on a daily basis about what happened and where and what they think is going to happen and, you know, who died of coronavirus, who's the president now, what machinations are going on, what what's the stock market doing? Oh, look, I'm not saying those things aren't real. I'm just not... I'm, I'm saying those aren't uh, ultimate. Mm. Those things will not matter a hundred years from now, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. What will matter is whether we knew God and made him known. Uh, that's about it. Um, mm. Now I forget that and Christians forget that, but mm -hmm. we have to live our life daily, almost with the end in mind. Mm. And it's not just a faith that like, well, someday I'll die and meet Jesus. Uh, like when God gives eternal life, it's even here and now. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's life for today, mm -hmm. for today's challenges. I mean, he's there in the midst of our fear and worry and anxiety. And um, mm -hmm. there's like these old gospel bluesy or, or even Negro spirituals, if you want to call them that. And 
I love the simplicity of them. Um, one of them uh, I was listening to, because, I, again, I listen to weird music. Okay, this is stuff from like the 1920s or 30s. Um, one of them says, since Jesus and I got married, we haven't spent a day apart. Hmm. Um, I can, I've got the telephone in my heart. I can ring him up easy. Hmm. And then at the end of it, he says, dying will be easy for me. Hmm. And I, I hear a man sing this in this bluesy voice. And, and I think about, man, you know, that guy has something like he has a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's talking about just like I can call you on the phone. You know, it's like, can mm -hmm. I talk to Jesus today? Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and even like the, 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 the language of marriage since Jesus and I got married, we haven't spent a day apart. I know that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but that's, it is actually biblical language. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the groom. Mm -hmm. you know but think about that relationship i mean if 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 we're the bride of christ he's not gonna leave us forsake us abandon us not care for us mm -hmm. uh, there's other there's other uh older songs i could reference and stuff but that's the idea that mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how we've lost that i don't know if we've made the christian life about doing stuff or knowing stuff in our head, but somehow missed just like, you know, following Jesus, like no, like the disciples did. He mm -hmm. was a man they knew. Mm -hmm. He said, get in the boat and they got in the boat and he mm -hmm. said, let up this. And so they did it. They didn't always know what they were doing, but they knew that like Peter said, you have the words of life to whom will we go? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a long-winded answer. I don't know if I if I answered what you were saying, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you are. I think you're giving really good, helpful thoughts there. I I particularly am really struck by your your last words there of of uh, forgetting that you know they were walking with him. Yes. And so, okay, let's go, let's go over here, guys. You know, and then you gotta, you gotta hang a left because Jesus hung a left and you want to follow this guy. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, that to some degree that, that brings up maybe the argument of the modern that we say, well, we could just see him, you know, and, and I don't have that argument personally, but I, I you yeah. know, we hear it, right. We hear that argument and it's, and you just think, well, yeah. So any thoughts to that, to the person who might listen and go, yeah, but they, they, they could reach out and he's right there. And you Bless mentioned earlier, lady. God is spirit. So what, what well, do we do today? Jesus is not above letting people see him or know him. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about when he appeared to Thomas as well mm -hmm. with the disciples and he said, touch me, Thomas. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't beneath him or anything like that. He, he, he gave evidence of himself. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. He said, blessed are those that believe and haven't seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, what more does God have to do for you? You know, um, the joke was uh, atheist demands for proof of God, uh, despite the entire universe, you know, mm. other than using the entire universe, prove that there's a God. Mm. Well, come on now. And I'd say for the Christian, you know, like he's given you, he's revealed himself in his word. I mean, 
he wants to speak to you you know <laughs> like just open up the book and read he will speak to you he, you know mm. you will know him you know mm. you you can read what he said you can read what he did you can read who he is mm-hmm. you can read why you're here where you're from how we got here where we're going i mean it's all in the book mm. and, and of course god speaks through his people and he speaks through sermons that rightly point to the bible he speaks through good christian music he speaks through godly podcasts but if if you're not here and you're not listening or you or you don't know him I, I, it's possible but jesus said in john 10 my sheep hear my uh hear my voice and i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they'll never perish mm. i mean this is mm. a beautiful passage i love john 10 mm-hmm. my sheep hear my voice Mm-hmm. And I'd say every Christian, in addition, we know has the Holy Spirit. There's many verses that, sh- that share that. Uh, my f- read Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one. Also, the New Covenant. Mm. No, war- no more will a man say to his neighbor, "Know the Lord." They'll each know the Lord. Mm. I'll I'll write my law on their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, Christians one way to know God's speaking is you're like, ah, I can't do that. That wouldn't be right. Well, why wouldn't it be right? I just don't feel right about it. But sometimes it goes beyond conscience and it's the Holy spirit. Like, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you, you say, God, I feel guilty about this. I shouldn't have done this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord bringing you back. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like uh, there's been two things different stories but one this is way back in the day of napster and yeah. back in the day of of pirating back to the pirate right but uh-huh. pirating pirating music and i oh, really yeah. wanted a pirate yeah i really wanted a patch I, I wanted to fly the flag i wanted to pirate music so badly i didn't have any money and uh so therefore it was right to steal if you didn't have money oh yeah man it, you know, and, <laughs> and i i wanted it and uh, i never did and it wasn't conscious. I, w- I was like, oh, my, whatever. They make tons of money, whatever. I, I think it was what you're speaking to there. I recently ru- started following the Lord again with Ernest. And, and I just kept hearing him tell me, I won't have you do this. And, yeah. and I just never did it. You know, I knew others that did, obviously, but not me. And, yeah. and then, um, then I always tell this story. I was at a conference and this was a long time ago now, maybe going on 20 years, but I, I wanted, um, I, I had been saving money and I wanted to get a surround sound system. And I just thought that would be the coolest thing. And I was at a conference and the first session of the morning, the speaker got up and said, hey, before we begin, I want to take a time to pray. There's been a tsunami that's hit East Asia. Yeah and we're going to pray and we're going to collect money and try to try to help and as we were praying i remember the lord just saying give that money to the to the tsunami yeah. victims and um man i was bummed argue with him <laughs> yeah it, was not, it didn't take long but i was bummed and i remember thinking i couldn't deny that it felt like the lord was certainly speaking so yeah. gave the money we still don't have a surround sound speaker system 20 years later never got it and you know, I think about it every once in a while, like eh, you nice regret it every day of your life. No, yeah, just... yeah. And so the moral story is I can't hear anything movies, don't ever sleep, you know, just kidding. 
no um yeah it's it's fine but it's been interesting I, even to think i i've even wrestled with will i ever have one and should i even yeah. ever have one because it felt such like a holy moment like i don't know that's not for me you know kind of thing so anyhow are you familiar with uh randy alcorn author yeah you you have pointed me yeah Mm -hmm. the 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 treasure principle is a great book by him little tiny book but he gives the illustration really from scripture of of giving up something less to give more um he talks about if it was a civil war and you had thousands and thousands of dollars in confederate money and you somehow knew that the south was going to lose what would you do with the money mm. Well, you would exchange it for real money or union money, or you would buy things or you'd give it away, or you would basically start very quickly using it for things that are going to last. Mm. And in the same way, that's the Christian life. We have temporary things that can make an internal impact, or we could blow it on stuff that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, mm. he's a mm. great author on, uh, he's, he's just a, a flat out great author. Mm. But uh, I like the treasure principle. He unpacks a parable of the of the pearl of great price, the mm. treasure found in a field, and um, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about him several times. I know he's made a big impact on your life and ministry because of definitely he bring he comes up a lot. So yeah. Um, okay, so any. As I've, as I've told you, I started this podcast with the desire to help people go forward in the name of Jesus, to stay, to be encouraged, to, to fight the daily fights, to fight the fight of faith, to trust the Lord, to hang on to him, to cling to the yeah. word of God, all of these things and name it how you will. Um, but for you, are there other things that you would want to say to an audience that you'd want to bring your heart to bear on and say, guys, if you, here's a word of encouragement or here's a thought on how you're doing that or how we could do that. Because, and I'll, I'm trying to give you a little bit of time to think here, but also to just say, because Barry, when we talk, and this is the fellowship of the spirit, but when we talk, I walk away encouraged. When we talk, I feel like, Oh, I want you to be my pastor <laughs> when we talk, you know, yeah. I just feel like, and this goes back to, I wore the cap today because when we were down in Texas a couple of years yeah. back, uh, you and your wife brought this cap for me and, and, awesome. and said, boy, this is just a <laughs> gift. I, we thought of you, we got it for you. You didn't have to do that. You know, we're having good, good dinner and hadn't seen each other in years and yeah kids and and that was that still stands out as a special moment to me but my i wore this and when i wear it i think of you guys but i think i think um that's a gift when i'm with barry or i'm with karen there's going to be a blessing exchange there's going to be a some kind of gift yep. given and i think of paul and as this will be the last thing i say one of my favorite verses romans 1 11, i long to see you that i may impart to you some spiritual gift that is that we would be mutually encouraged and I just think of Paul often. So when I see, when I think of, can I talk to Barry? Like, oh yeah, let's, let's figure out a time to talk. Cause I know I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be encouraged. I'm going to be strengthened, probably convicted. There's some combination of gifts that you're going to bring from the Lord. So yeah. What do you have to say, brother? Uh, well, several things. Um, the first is I remembered when we met and the thing I really appreciated about that is when we were leaving, 
you stood with me and Karen and put your hands on our shoulders and we stood in the parking lot and you prayed for us out loud, which is great. Um, you know, there's people going in and out of the restaurant, eating and stuff. It wasn't showy at all. I know you weren't doing it just to be seen or anything like that, but I love times like that because it just reminds me that again, like the Christian life is real. Mm. Uh, it's like, what do we care? What people think? I mean, we're, we're talking with our God, we're praying for each other. Mm. And it was very encouraging to me too. Mm. So the second thing I'd say is, uh, I, I don't know if the Lord's given me the gift of encouragement. I think he has. But when I use that with other brothers, I, I really like meeting with other godly men, pastors or whatever, to encourage them in their ministry and share what I know or just mm. listen or what have you. But that, that makes me feel like I'm being used by the Lord. So it's a blessing both ways. Mm. So like if I encourage a discouraged pastor, he says, oh, you're such an encourager. But really, I feel like, well, now I know why I'm here. Because mm. uh, sometimes I get discouraged and thinking, why did I go to seminary? Why did I do all these different things? And now I'm not a pastor. I'm a school teacher, you know, mm -hmm. teaching Spanish and nowheresville and stuff. Um, honestly, I do love my the, the town I live in now, but mm. it's it's humble, let's say the least. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I there was like big things I wanted to do in life, you know. But when I meet with a brother and encourage him then it all makes sense. I think, oh yeah, God is using me. Mm -hmm. and, and I've had people tell me that, you know, God's used you in my life. You mm -hmm. know? And so I think, okay, well, well, God is using me. So I would encourage those that are listening, who are still listening at this point, to use the spiritual gifts that God has given you and mm -hmm. use what you have. Now, you don't have to know if it's a spiritual gift or not. I mean, if you're good at making food and you have people over, then do it. Mm -hmm. now it might be a pain in the butt to clean up it might be a lot of work and stress but <clears throat> afterwards you will probably say i'm glad we did that mm -hmm. you know uh if you if it's to give money generously or whatever you do it and you think man that was hard to do mm -hmm. but most likely afterwards you'll be like it was the right thing i'm glad i did mm -hmm. um jesus says where your heart is your treasure will be there also well, it, it works reverse. If you start giving money towards a cause, your heart will also go towards that too. Mm -hmm. You know, you become invested. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you want to help orphans and you start giving to orphans through Compassion International or something, well, then you'll suddenly take an interest and so on. Mm -hmm. So just not everybody's an encourager. Uh, some people might be a discourager. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they we love those the, the most. <laughs> hey, they might speak the truth that needs yes. to be heard. They might be discerning. They might be the the strong medicine. But use what God has given you, and He will reward you in that. Um, that's that's what makes sense of all those things where Je Jesus says it's better to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. you know, Paul quotes that mm -hmm. outside of the Gospels, but it's still in red if you look at it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Um, so there might've been another question there. I don't remember the third part, <laughs> but, but that's how I would answer that. Uh, fantastic. Where can people find you? If they want to find you outside of this podcast, you know, social media, you mentioned Twitter, yep. you know, where do they find you? We'll put all this in the notes too. Sure. Um, 
the uh, I have to look on my notes too because like uh, on Twitter I'm at Barry Bishop, B A R R Y B I S H O P. So I'm on Twitter most of the time. I'm also on Parlor, uh, although it's real buggy and doesn't always work for me. But that's at Barry Bishop as well. Um, I have a website which is also my Twitter bio or something. But the website, if you just want to go to my website, it's uh, https colon backslash backslash sites dot google <laughs> backslash site backslash Barry Bishop. So it's a Google site and then my name, Barry Bishop. Um, on my website, uh, I have a bio there. It's kind of buried, but uh, I tell my spiritual journey. Um, like if you really want to know more about me or whatever, um, look there. Um, cause like anything, life is complicated. It's really complicated. I wish I could tell you, Hey, I was five, gave my heart to the Lord and every day has been great since then. Uh, but that's not true. Um, God worked in a lot of ways throughout my life and through some different struggles, even after coming to the Lord. Um, uh, so my bio, that's why I put a lot of work into it so that someone could read it and be like, Oh, okay, great. You know, praise God. Mm. Um, I also have all my resources that are the free PDFs for ministry resources on my website. And uh, I don't know what else I've got there. Some stupid stuff, but <laughs> you can check that out at Google sites slash Barry Bishop. Yeah, that's fantastic. We'll point, I'll put all of that in the notes so that you can click on it pretty easily yep. and get, get to there, but you can, listen to Barry and replay those sections if you want to follow him and get on his Twitter and go to his website. I highly recommend it. Barry, one of the combinations that I love about you, Barry, and this, I mean, I could, I mean, man, you're just one of those guys. I could talk about you all day, but in good, good ways. But I, I just think you've got an incredible mind for, um, for details and, and study you're this combination of theologian, pastor, encourager, funny man, dad, <laughs> husband, buffoon, yeah, world <laughs> yeah. adventurer, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of pieces to you, which is just incredible. And I just think yeah. about the theologians sometimes can be considered so stuffy, and you're just such the opposite of stuffy. The theologians sometimes can be considered pretentious, and you're just the opposite of pretentious. And so you. I think one of the gifts you bring to anyone that really asks, um, you know, gets to your information or accesses your your work is, is you bring all of those really ivory tower type ideas and you're able to put them into places where people can access them. I love that about you. I love that awesome. about your ministry. So anyhow, I want to, I can't encourage people enough to utilize the gifts that you've already created to help other people so and you give like things away man like it's crazy like you could charge for some of those i'm sure so maybe uh, we'll have an off conversation about that <laughs> yeah i could but you know maybe it goes farther giving it free yeah you, you know what i'm saying like I, look i'm not gonna get rich or famous on any of these things but uh but if you can help the body of christ why not make it free to anybody to use however they want uh, i love it i love it Okay, well, we're going to wrap up this podcast. I'd love to pray for you. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, real quick, kind of a question you asked earlier, how to live 
to encourage people going forward. Um, I think a lot about the book of Daniel. Hmm. Uh, remember Daniel and his friends were captive, foreign land. Uh, Daniel lived through several regimes, none of them godly, mm -hmm. specifically idolatrous. And yet Daniel was a godly man in a high place. He was given great gifts and made a difference in his time. But more than that, he was given visions. And in the visions, they basically all say that kingdoms rise and fall, but God's kingdom never does. Mm. And, um, you know, if people are wondering, well, how do we Christians live in a time of political turmoil or what have you, you can fill in the blank. Um, I really think the book of Daniel is very timely. Mm. And some of it's very difficult to understand, but is so crucial, like Daniel 7 and how it points to the ancient of days, the son of man coming on the clouds, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. so I think that's a timely place to study and look at for any Christian to be encouraged that, look, we're, we're not the first generation to live in difficult times mm -hmm. and God can do awesome things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to like interrupt, but. Uh, no, that's perfect. That is so good. I, because I, I think people are looking, uh, yeah, looking for answers, looking mm -hmm. for perspective, looking for, you know, help in these days. And I'm right there with you. You said something earlier and, you know, it's, it's, it almost sounds to me, it almost sounds foolish not to offend any listener, but you just think 2021 and a few days calendar turns to 2021. Oh, it's, it's that doesn't mean, yeah, exactly. I was like, what are we, what are we thinking? Let's not, Let's not think that way. Let's let's really <laughs> tap into the ancient of days. I love that you took us to Daniel yes. seven, who who's not confined to the calendar flipping, you know. And oh so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic, man. That's good. Um, in fact, that just makes me think. Like, I had a series plan for the, kicking off twenty twenty one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pivot on that. <laughs> Your worst year yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Another year from the Lord. I don't know. Yes. Is today not the day the Lord has made? Let us rejoice to be glad in it. It Let is. It change in March or April or May or December. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to make light of Corona, but I, I do struggle with the idea that it's just everything's bad. Yeah. I can't handle it. I can't, I can't do it. You know, I think it's good that the Lord takes some things away from us uh, because then we realize we were depending on them mm. <laughs> instead of him. Mm. Um, not that I want everything taken away from me, certainly not freedom or choice or all these other things, but, uh, but you know, if something's an idol, then it needs to be taken away. Mm -hmm. so. It's better for us. Yeah. Let me pray for you and then we'll, we'll end the podcast. So. Awesome. I'd love that. Thanks, bro. Well, thanks, Barry. Thanks for uh, coming on my podcast and being a guest here to, for you and me to close out 2020, but to, for all of our listening audience to kick off 2021. So I really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate you brother and your, uh, your friendship all of these years. Thanks for your help. Even recent times that we didn't get to touch on on camera. But um, for all of us, that uh, all of you that have listened, I want to thank you. I hope that this interview and this uh, podcast has really encouraged you today. 
if you want to get in touch with Barry, look him up online, follow the links. We'll, you know, just all of the show notes will be there so you can uh, get in touch with Barry. Barry is such a mix of a sharp mind, a kind smile, kind eyes, kind spirit, lots of joy in his life, but really also um, just very serious about the Lord. And so what a great combination to start off 2021. So thanks, Barry. Thank you for listening. And as always, until the next time we put out these podcasts, uh, feel free to get in touch with me and may you um, have strength and courage to go forward in the name of Jesus. Okay.